Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Danielle Prendergast. She is an empowerment coach, trainer, and strategist committed to uplifting and helping women and communities of color succeed. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here with you, Amy. Yeah. So can you share your journey with us and how did you become a coach? So my journey, wow, that's a huge question. When I think about my journey, I think of like those pivotal aha moments along the line. And I think one of my biggest ones was not long after I finished my doctorate degree. So I defended my dissertation in April, and I'm not going to tell you what year because it was a minute ago, but I finished my dissertation in April and that was it. Right. So I had gone through five years of like papers and revisions and nothing but thinking about this topic. And after I defended, like that was it. I didn't write about it. A lot of my classmates turned their dissertations either into a book or articles and or they did chapters with it. And I did nothing. I didn't turn it into anything. And I think it was at that moment where I realized, okay, what the hell? (laughs) If you didn't sit in my dissertation defense, you never would have known that I had even written it. And I loved my dissertation. I talked about race and politics, and I was able to interview a lot of the Black members of Congress. And it was right after, not too long after 9-11. And so it was a really weird time in our country. But these people gave me so much of their energy and just conversation. And so I loved it, but I didn't share it with anybody. And I realized it was because of imposter syndrome. Like I thought if I put it out there, like somebody would be like, oh shit, who gave this girl a degree, (laughs) like who gave her a doctorate? And so that was a huge kind of wake up call for me. And I, like everybody, I'd had moments of self-doubt before, but I think that was like my biggest moment of like, this is something bigger than self-doubt. Like this is full on imposter syndrome. And that kind of sent me down this journey of this is self-doubt. This is bigger than self-doubt. And so I started doing some work on myself. And why is it that after all that I had been through, all of the work that I had gone through, why was it that I wasn't as proud? Why did I feel like a fraud or something like that? And so it was years and it wasn't like, okay, I'm cured, right? So there were moments that still pop up where it comes back and it creeps up on me. But that started this journey of understanding why is it that especially women and most especially women of color and really, really especially Black women, why is it that we have this thing called imposter syndrome? And I just wanted to understand it more and I wanted to help other women. And so that was sort of my call to service. 
and why as a coach, because I had always been like that girlfriend, that sister, that friend, where people had always, Danielle, what do you think? Or I have this problem. I'm so great with other people's lives, right? Like, <laughs> I'm so good with coming up with solutions and, and figuring out things. And I think in June, 2020, we were in a period in this country. And I think for Black people, especially, we've come through Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd. And we were in the midst of the Black Lives Matter protest. And there was just so much going on. And I think I just had a moment where I was like, there's just no more playing around. Like you've just, I just felt a need to do something and I just wanted to serve. And I realized I wanted to serve the people, the women who were serving the community. And my gift is coaching. My gift is supporting and providing space and empowering. And so I was like, but I can't run from this anymore. I can't really hide from this anymore. And I want to embrace it. And this is how I want to serve. And so I was like, that's it. I'm a coach. So that <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how do you help women of color who feel like they can't show up as their authentic self? So that is a real, it's a real thing, right? Because we go through so much of our time guarding against that stereotype. We don't want to be seen as the angry Black women or the fiery Latina or the submissive Asian, right? And so, especially in the workplaces and in white-dominated workplaces, we spend so much of our time putting on these masks that we don't know how to put them down right? And to show up authentically means that we need to be in a space that feels safe and inclusive. And that requires us to be able to know what our truth is. It requires us to know what our values are, what our boundaries are, what we're going to say yes to, what we're going to say no to. And I support women in figuring a lot of that out, right? Figuring out what are those truths? How are they going to stand in that? Where are they going to stay firm? How are they going to have the mindset and the confidence to hold firm in all of that? And then I hold them accountable to, in their words and in their actions. And so that when they move into spaces, to make sure that every time that they stand up, they stand in their own power. And so that's how I support them. So what can they do if they find themselves dealing with a toxic leadership? So I think women in general, our default is that we're going to fix it, right? Even though it takes two people to create a toxic relationship, we're going to fix it all on our own right? And, or we're going to stay silent and hope it just kind of fixes itself or it goes away. And that's just usually not the case. And so what I would advise my client to do is we need to be our own best advocate in these cases. And that means you have to stand up and you have to speak about it. We can't be silent about that. And so you have to talk to people And I know it can be difficult 
to have those conversations with whomever you're having the toxic relationship with. And if that's not the case, if you can't do that, I understand, but a conversation needs to be had with maybe initiate the process with HR, with your mentor, with your sponsor, or you need to start the exit process. But my point is that one, we can't stay silent. Most important thing. Two, you have to be your own best advocate and you have to figure out what that means for you. You What is standing in your truth and standing in your value means and how, uh, because we can't, um, we want to so much, we want to just hope that toxicity will just resolve itself. And if we're just nice enough or that it'll go away and that's just almost never the case. And so we have to just own our boundaries and do what it takes. Usually it's exiting the situation because what makes it toxic is that there's a violation of our values somewhere. Yeah. And I think it's easy to think, oh, if I just follow all the rules and I make them shine and make them look amazing, then I'm going to just succeed. And I've been guilty of that in my past where I was like, well, if I just make them look really great and all of my energy just goes into making them look great, then they'll leave me alone. And they don't. Exactly. Because they're they're They get motivation from controlling people. Yeah. And And there's no job that's your, that's such a dream job that it's worth staying. Yeah, exactly. Life is too short. It's like, as soon as you see that, start looking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so often we really try to wait it out. And I think women, especially we're so often, we're so guilty of that. We'll just wait it out. And if we're nice enough, it'll just work itself out and they'll see how nice we are. And they'll see that if we work hard enough, that somehow the situation will resolve itself. And that's not what creates a toxic relationship or toxic situation. So often you just got to get out because you have to choose you in the end. Yeah, absolutely. So who are some of your heroes, especially uh, heroes of color that you believe are good examples of what can be achieved? Now, I love that question because every black woman and woman of color who gets up every day and makes it through the day is a hero, right? Like, I mean, we could do like every famous woman, but that's not really fair because they have so much support. It's really the women who don't have a whole lot of support that are the heroes. The women who we don't know their names, those are the heroes. The women who um, are trying to get to daycare before 601, right? And any woman who, who has kids and knows that at 601, they start charging you by the minute, right? Those are the heroes. The women who are trying to balance and don't always get it right. I've been watching the the Supreme Court uh, nominee confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. And when she, Judge uh, Brown Jackson, when she turned to her daughters and she said, sometimes I don't always get that balance right between being your mom and being a judge. Like I felt that as a mom because you don't always get it right. And we just hope that at the end of the day, we get it somewhere, right? But some days we just don't. 
And so those are the heroes. And we just hope that, yeah. So those are the women who I hope we all aspire to be. And we don't know their names. I don't know their names, but there are millions of them out there and we see them every day. And some of them we don't see every day. Um, And so I just want to uplift them because those are the ones who, and they often make so many of our lives so much easier and they get recognition. So those are the women who I think are just badass and amazing. (laughs) I like that answer. (laughs) If someone is feeling stuck and they're not sure why, what is one piece of advice you would give them? I think rather than give them advice, I would ask them a few questions. I would ask them, what is the belief or the fear that is in their head, right? Like, what is the belief that is keep, that's uh, the story that they're keep t- uh, telling themselves? Um, because usually that's the, whatever that narrative is, what's keeping them paralyzed and it's making them uh, not able to move forward. And then we would unpack that. And then, and it's not so much that belief is wrong because once upon a time, that belief probably served them well, right? But now they're in a different place. And so let's come up with a new story, a new narrative around that belief that now will serve them and allow them to move forward. So it wouldn't be so much advice that I would give them because I don't have to move. So I can tell them anything. It's the story that they need to tell themselves every day, especially in those quiet moments that in the morning or in the evening. And so what is that story that especially that is looping in their head over and over and over in their head? So let's talk about that. What is the belief or what is the fear? And then let's reframe it so that now you're the hero or the heroine in your story. I like that. What's one of the top ways to gain more confidence? I think there are a lot of ways to get confidence, but I think you are what you believe you are. And so mindset is so, 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 so important. And so I believe in daily affirmations. I believe in the stories that you tell yourself. And so every day, if I tell myself that I am the most amazing chef, I'm not, I should tell myself that, but (laughs) (laughs) then, then that is going to influence how I move through my day right? That's going to influence how I interact with people. That's going to influence how I see the world and how I perceive how the world sees me. And so that's, I think the root of confidence is what I tell myself. So affirmations, affirmations every day. So can you share some of your client success stories with us? I think uh, I've had several clients that have had success in moving, talking about toxicity and moving out of toxic situations, be it jobs or relationships. And the success is twofold. It's moving just out of that situation, but it's also in recognizing that they deserve better right? And recognizing that 
this situation, this relationship, this job no longer aligns with their values and understanding that uh, there's something better for them. And that's one thing, right? Just knowing that, but then actually making the plan to, to move and to move, right? Because we think things all of the time, but to have the confidence to know that I deserve better and then to actually do so. And so when I have clients who put in their notice and said, what, this, this isn't working for me anymore. This is no longer serving me because I not so much deserve better, but I deserve different and I choose me. And so that has been awesome. And also another success with my clients are those who recognize their loan limiting beliefs and how those beliefs um, have held them back, right? And understanding what their triggers are and understanding how to overcome those beliefs and move forward and then create new narratives so that they're no longer paralyzed anymore. So watching those aha moments are just really, really cool. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to step, especially if you're really stressed out from a situation and you're dealing with toxic leadership, it takes a lot to step out because you're already drained and then believe in yourself in the process Yeah, to go apply for a job where, and, and that's taxing as it is. So yeah, it's uh, the paralysis is real. Yeah. The paralysis is real to, to believe that there's something better in the unknown, right? Because the devil is the devil is who right, and then to actually say that I don't know what else is out there, but I know it's something better, and I'm going to choose the better. I I think is huge. And sometimes, if you have children, or you have a partner, or you're all on your own, right, and it's just you, all of those things can make that just that one big step can be like the the biggest step in the world. And then once they do make it, and then they look back, they're like, oh my God, why didn't I do that five years ago? (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? That I'm enough with all my insecurities and my self-doubts, I'm still enough. I like that. And if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Stop comparing myself. Stop, don't compare myself, who I am, where I'm going, what do I want to do to anybody else or anybody else's journey. Because now that I'm on the other side and I'm looking back, I realize not only did that just not make me feel crappy? But I realized it robbed me in a sense of the joy of the journey, right? Because the universe created a journey that was just for me, right? All of the highs and the lows was created just for me. And by trying to mimic and mirror someone else, I was robbing myself of something that was special just for me. 
And I didn't realize that by trying to be somebody else or trying to have what somebody else had, I shortchanged myself a little bit. And I didn't realize that at the time because I was looking at somebody else's highlight reel and I was like, oh my God, look what they have. It looks so great. And I want that. And they're trying to do what I'm doing. And, and that's what I want to do. But I didn't realize that in order for me to have what I wanted to have, I needed to go through certain things. And I couldn't sidestep that. I couldn't rush it. Um, I had to go through certain things. And there's a joy in all of that, right? And all of the good and all of the bad, there's a joy in that. And when you compare yourself and you want something that someone else has, you lose out a little bit of that. And so I would tell myself that. And I think the second thing, if I could tell myself two things, would be to just start, right? Just take the first step because that's better than no step. And the first step is going to be, it's, it's going to be crappy. It's going to be ugly, <laughs> perfect, but it's a step and it leads to the second step and the third step and the fourth step. And then it gives you momentum. And then eventually by the time you get to the sixth or the seventh step, like it's going to start looking really good, but none of that is going to happen if you don't take the first step. So Daniel, yeah. if there are people that are listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Best way to contact me is Danielle empowerherstrategies.com. And you can go to my website as well, empowerherstrategies.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm just trying to figure out Instagram. I can help <laughs> <And> with that. <laughs> and that's Danny Prendergast underscore PhD. So yeah, so check me out. We can have a conversation I and we can figure out if I can support you. And we can just talk. So. Perfect. I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Nice, nice to talk to you. Definitely. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a Thank you, everyone. And have a wonderful week.